0: From June 13th to June 15th, 2023, the Human Rights Foundation's community came together to celebrate the 15th edition of the Oslo Freedom Forum at the Oslo Concertus in Norway. Guests from all corners of the globe joined together for a masterclass on the year's most pressing human rights issues and to brainstorm new ways to expand freedom worldwide. Our theme, Celebrating Solidarity, honored the spirit of unity, mentorship, and connection that the Oslo Freedom Forum has fostered over the last decade and a half. The 2023 program featured inspiring talks by global activists, scholars, and journalists, including from Bolivia to Swaziland, to Egypt, Ukraine, Palestine, and the Uyghur region. These are their stories, united around the common recognition that when we stand in solidarity with the brave dissidents and human rights defenders who are challenging authoritarianism around the world, we can unravel tyranny together. Welcome to Dissidents and Dictators, a series of conversations by the Human Rights Foundation dedicated to exposing and challenging authoritarianism around the world.
1: I'm a journalist. My job is to tell stories, but some stories became too personal. Paulina was two when her father and my friend, Igor Vosik, was arrested in Belarus. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison for being a talented journalist and a blogger. Paulina's mother, Daria, was also arrested, receiving a two-year sentence for giving an interview and fighting for her husband. The innocent child does not know what prison is. She doesn't understand why her parents were taken away. This story is not unique. Since 2020, dictator Alexander Lukashenko has turned my country into a giant prison where he keeps the best minds. Nobel laureate, Alice Belatsky, Olympic athletes, musicians, doctors, scientists, lawyers, journalists, as another dear friend of mine, Katerina Andreeva. This is her face. I too could have been jailed. I'm a journalist, but for the regime in Belarus, I'm a very dangerous criminal. They even placed me on the wanted list to make me a target. They say that I attempted to seize power. Attempted to seize power? I haven't even started yet. I dream of coming back home, but back at home, I faced 12 years in jail. You might remember the beautiful pictures of mass protests in Belarus. There was so much hope. We felt like the entire country stood up against the dictator. But this fight is often idealized. These pictures have a dark and painful side. So here is the tragic story of the Belarusian revolution. I witnessed my friends' backs and legs turning dark blue after the police beat them. I stood outside the prison and heard the loud smash that was the sound of police batons striking prisoners' bodies, followed by their screams. It continued throughout the entire night. Police batons became a tool of torture. With them, security forces raped detainees and then laughed at people when they were bleeding. Prisons became torture chambers, full of stories of horror and pain. Political prisoners speak about overcrowded cells where they have to sleep on the floor even in winter. As an act of revenge, prison guards pour bleach on the same floor to make people suffocate and damage their eyes and lungs. They mark political prisoners with yellow tags as extremists to forbid others from communicating with them. The regime is conducting a very dangerous segregation experiment, forgetting the devastating lessons of our European past. We have no time. Journalist Ksenia Lutskina has a brain tumor, but she's forced to work in jail for one or two euros per month. This is modern-day slavery. My friend Ihar Wojcik slit his wrist to protest against inhumane conditions. Last month, blogger Mikhail Klimovich died in prison. He posted a cartoon of Lukashenko. This is why he was arrested. A human being will never see freedom again. These stories are not unique either. Since 2020, at least 60,000 people have gone through prison in Belarus. Belarusians have already paid a high price for their fight for freedom. Police killed peaceful citizens on the streets, maimed them with flash grenades, beat protesters to death. No policeman has ever been punished. The innocent were given sentences. The guilty were given medals. The dictator did not face a strong response from the world. Impunity encouraged him to commit other crimes. He hijacked a civilian airplane to arrest a blogger. He orchestrated the migration crisis to blackmail Europe. Last year, Russian missiles attacked the Ukrainian city of Niger, where I used to spend summers as a child in my grandparents' house. Russians launched these attacks from the territory of Belarus. Lukashenko invited the Russian army in, despite the will of most Belarusians. Now, Russia is deploying nuclear weapons in my country. This is creeping annexation. Lukashenko is gambling our sovereignty in exchange for Putin's support. You see, the regime in Belarus was never merely our internal problem. The path from human rights violations to war proved to be very short. Without Lukashenko's help, it would be hard for the Kremlin to invade Ukraine. This is why the world cannot turn a blind eye on Lukashenko's actions. We must stop Lukashenko. Yes, destroying the oppressive system is very hard. It's been built for 30 years, but Belarusians have also been protesting for the past three decades. So let me take you on my personal journey for freedom. I was only five when Lukashenko was elected. He immediately took control over the media, parliament, and courts. People went out onto the streets. A brutal response followed. When I was 11, Lukashenko resorted to political murders. Journalist Dmitry Zavatsky, former interior minister Yuri Zaharenka, and other prominent figures were abducted. Their bodies were never found. Despite these atrocities, Lukashenko was still accepted on the international stage. When I was 14, the regime shut down my high school because we spoke Belarusian, not Russian. We teenagers protested and were arrested by the police. Together with our prominent professors, we launched our own underground school. You see, in Belarus, we have a history of underground resistance. Lukashenko has never been able to suppress people's will. And he never will. So here is the story of bravery and resilience. The regime bans independent media, but people print their own self-made newspapers and spread them across the country. My hope is in partisans who stopped the movement of Russian troops in Belarus and destroyed the Russian surveillance plane. These people are now risking the death penalty. My hope is in brave Belarusians who are fighting and dying in Ukraine on the front line right now. My hope is in amazing people who monitor every movement of Russian troops on Belarusian soil and they report it back to the Ukrainians. We have our own alternative surveillance system in Belarus. My hope is in those who safeguard our national identity, despite Lukashenko and Putin are trying to dismantle it. We are now facing not one, but two dictators. Belarusians have not given up. This is why I'm asking you to not give up on Belarus. Of course, destroying such regimes seems a very challenging task, but all such regimes seem strong and monolithic before they actually collapse. I don't have a textbook of how to successfully topple a dictator, but I think there are three things that we need to do. It is pressure, justice, and solidarity. Governments should make free Belarus their priority. Some of the countries present here still deal with Lukashenko. This must be stopped. Do not trade with him. Do not support him financially or economically. This is like a virus. You have to isolate it and kill it. So impose more effective pressure on the regime in Belarus. We need justice to fight against impunity. It will also help reconciliation. So we must launch a tribunal for Lukashenko in his circle. Why? Because Lukashenko's defeat and our democracy is the strongest sanction for Putin. This will also help Ukraine win. Our independence is now under threat. For me, it's the difference between being able to come back to my country and never seeing it again. But pressure alone is not enough. I mentioned two things. What have I forgotten? What have I not said? Solidarity. Solidarity. We need solidarity, we need all of you. I want you to befriend a political prisoner. Write them open letters, send postcards, keep them in focus. Your solidarity can help release Paulina's parents. Optimism can be naive, but hope requires action. May I ask you for a favor? I would like you to reach out under your seats right now. You will find a piece of paper there. These are the portraits of political prisoners. I want you to hold them up in solidarity with everyone deprived of their freedom in Belarus. I want you to become their voice. I want you to stand with Belarus Long live Belarus, Xavier, Belarus, Slava Ukraina. Thank you. Thank you.